For almost a decade on my TV show, Interview with Ed, I've been interviewing extra-dimensional beings and consciousnesses from a number of different realms. Many of my questions have been answered, but with every answer comes more questions. Join me on my ongoing quest to find out who are we, why are we here, and where are we going? All right. Good morning or good afternoon, wherever you're at. Welcome to a beautiful Sunday, at least where I am, uh, here in Big Bear, Spaceship Big Bear. And today we have Pragrit and Jules. Hi, guys. Hi. Great to be with you, Ruben. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on and uh, talking about spaceships. You you guys have a massive spaceship right there. That's right. Is that the Big Daddy? Call it that. Uh, not the super big one. We have a 10 and a half foot tall Stargate in our living room. We're here in our live stream studio. So yeah. we just have the baby six footer. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and well, there's another baby inside there too. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, sweet. I, I, I know I'm hoping most of the audience has, has seen your episode. So they're somewhat familiar with. Uh, oh, so, cool. What is this? Yeah. This is one of the smaller kind of personal Stargates. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just a cool view from the top. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, what is that? A new yeah. some new device? <laughs> what do I not know about here? Yeah. Well, actually, there is a new device. We'll talk about that a bit later. But oh, cool. All right. Mm. Well, um, I just got back from uh, a, a crazy fun ride of a shoot here in uh, L.A. Um, our mutual friend Gary Crop was here in L.A. doing a uh, a live event. And uh, he had his, he was bragging about his special, um, his, his special Stargate that he got from you oh. for his, for his uh, machine. So he, he's quite the character, isn't he? Yeah. It was funny because when we first met him that weekend that, um, that I had met you guys. So uh, I think it was Ruby had introduced him to us. Yeah. And, and we went and explored his, uh, his equipment and stuff. And, I had I had borrowed that Stargate from you guys that you had loaned me for filming, mm-hmm. and um, we were you know he sets up his machines and he's talking about his devices, and uh, and then I, I forget what triggered it, but something he said triggered me like the math or something, and I was like, I wonder would this do anything? And I go into the car and I pull out the Stargate, and he's like, You have a Stargate, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Then he starts connecting it to his, his machines and doing this <laughs> stuff. And, and uh, it was quite, quite uh, interesting. Um, with that said, I think a lot of people are like, what is a Stargate? And we <laughs> covered a little bit in the, in the, um, in our personal interview, but since it's visually right there for everybody, can you explain uh, this, tell us the story one more time about the Stargate and, and what, how it works? Sure. Um well, there's a lot of things to cover with that, but basically <laughs> I started to channel more than 33 years ago and it's, it just happened. I was having a massage and it just started to happen. And, uh, my guide Alcazar, um, started to come through and because I was so skeptical, he started to give demonstrations, which was really cool. He would say to some of my friends, uh, things that have happened to them in their earlier lives that I knew nothing about. And he also would say to some of them in a few days time, 
this is going to happen. And when it happens, call Pragit. So I started to get these calls from my friends saying that that thing that Alcazar predicted, it happened. And so slowly, slowly, I got over uh, my doubt and skepticism and just started to allow Alcazar to come through. Mm -hmm. And one of the interesting things probably to share is that after channeling just for a short time, he wanted to introduce um, different ETs. And it was like, I don't really know if that's real. So every time he started to want to introduce the Pleiadians or the Syrians or whatever, I'd cut him off because I felt weird enough being a channel. But talking about extraterrestrials, which back then I really wasn't sure is real or not. Mm -hmm. And he kept on persisting and I said, okay, if it's real, prove it to me. And then you can talk about them. And as I've often said, I thought I would see a light in the sky or something like that, or a ship flying by or something. But what actually happened was far more amazing. Uh, one day he said to me, go down Casanova's, which is my favorite coffee bar on the island. And I went there, I was drinking my cappuccino and just hanging out and wondering why I was there. And then a couple came and sat next to me and started to talk and asking what I did. And I said, well, I've just started to channel. And uh, they asked if they could have a session. So I did a session with her husband and, and uh, she called me up that night and said, it was amazing what's happened for him. Will you give me a session? And I said, sure. She said, are you available to do an exchange? So I said, yeah, what would you like to, to share? And she said, well, I take people up to the spaceships. And so like, that was like a, wow, okay. <laughs> now I know why Agatha asked me to go to the coffee bar. So I did a session with her and then I was very excited. And she said, are you ready? And I said, yes, where do we go? Thinking we had to drive somewhere or go somewhere. And she said, oh, nothing. We just lie down. We go out of body. And for me, that was very strange because I'd never been out of body. And I said, I don't know how. And she said, it's okay, just lie down, relax, we'll help you. And I think I was a little bit either afraid or nervous or whatever. It took a few minutes, but suddenly I felt I was just lifting out of my body. And she said, good, you're out. Now just go straight up. And there was this strange sensation of moving without moving. That's the only way I can really describe it. And then I felt as if I was lying on like a, a hard table. And I could see, but it was like being in a thick mist and I could see shapes of people. And she said, hold on a minute. They're working with your energy. Then suddenly I could see, and I found myself in a, like a very small amphitheater type room. And I was in the center and there were maybe a dozen or 16 people there. And they started clapping. And she said, do you know why they're applauding? I had no idea. I was still kind of in a bit of a shock of being there. And um, so I just basically just kind of relaxed into what was happening. And the people were moving out. And there was just one guy standing by the doorway. And 
she said to me, do you recognize this person? And I said, well, yeah, he's really familiar, but I don't know where I know him from. It was such a strange experience. He was so familiar to me. And she said, that is you in this dimension. And that was, well, like really too much for my mind to grasp. And then they said, well, we're going to go over to the mothership now. And so we walked out of that uh, amphitheater that we were in, walking along a corridor. He was on to my left and she was behind me asking questions. And after a few steps, suddenly we just kind of merged. We became one. And I could hear myself answering the questions that she was asking. And by then, I was just in like total awe of what was going on. And my mind was pretty silent by then, just watching this whole experience. So we walked to the end of the, uh, of the corridor, and there was like a doorway there, a rectangle, but it wasn't a door. There was lots of little dots of green, blue, white lights, which were kind of just moving very slowly down, a bit like a slow waterfall. And we stepped into it and we came out on the mothership and we walked along another corridor into the, the bridge or the control room, which was huge. And there were these, what I thought were windows at the time, looking out into space. But now with current technology, I realized that they were just screens, but we could look out and we were really high up and the ship stretched to what seemed like miles in all directions. And throughout this process, she was asking questions. I was answering them or my other aspects within me or together we were answering these questions. And it was just a complete mind-blowing experience. And then after a while, we came back into the body. And I said after that, okay, Alcazar, you can talk about extraterrestrials, whatever form, you can talk about anything. <laughs> Because for me, that was just the, the final thing that allowed me to totally trust what Alcazar brings through, even though sometimes it seems a little strange to me, especially when he's introducing new topics and ideas. So was that Alcazar that you were merging with, or was that another aspect of you from no, that? No, that's another that aspect that actually channels through sometimes we call him the commander oh yeah yeah the and, commander came through in our in our interview mm -hmm. for a minute yeah and so the commander comes through every now and again and brings through some incredible uh support for healing energies the galactic oh, yeah. command actually using the body yeah I, yeah yeah and was yeah. that was the stargate coming through the commander then is that how that technology was was channeled through well, actually, um, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> what happened was after about a year, uh, Alcazar said to me, we want you to build a structure. It's called a Stargate, and it will be an interdimensional doorway. And he gave me this image in my mind of what it would look like. And as you can see, it's a, a fairly complex structure. Right. And I tried to draw it, but it was very difficult. And I just said to him, well, I need to know all these different lengths and all these complicated angles and so on. And he said, just start it. You'll remember. 
which again was like very strange, but it was amazing. As I was working with it, I somehow knew what to do and how to do it. And the first one I made was the very large 10 and a half foot one, not the one that we have in our home, but it was that size. Wow. Yeah. And, and it's geometrically, it's, uh, is it Fibonacci ratio? What is the, uh, the math behind the, the Well, to be angles. perfectly honest, I don't <laughs> know very much at all about sacred geometry. Mm -hmm. um, what I can say is that the pyramid on the top is the same ratio as the Giza pyramid, and there's one inverted um, underneath it. Uh, but okay. what happened was at once I created it, I was living on Maui at the time, and I got invited to go to Honolulu to a, a new age show that was happening there over several days. And on one day, uh, this guy came up to me and he introduced himself and he said he's a professor of mathematics at Honolulu in the university there. And he said it was fascinating to him because he could see the sacred geometry in it. And he said, if you look at it in a certain way, some of the bars at the front and some of the bars at the side and some of the bars at the back actually create different sacred geometrical forms. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of fascinating to me. And Alcazar, when I asked Alcazar about it, he said, well, there are sacred geometrical forms, not only of this dimension, but of other dimensions, which enables it to be this interdimensional doorway. I see. I see. So, yeah, um, yeah cause it was, you know, I, I guess when we were hanging out at your, uh, at the event that you were putting on that weekend, you know, I, I had very little information as well. So it kind of surprised me when. Gary sees it and he starts going into all this math and, you know, just the <laughs> cool. way his brain works. And I'm like, oh, I had no idea. So that was a nice kind of confirmation yeah. and, uh, uh, of, of the, um, the sacred geometry aspects. It seems to be uh, a key point to his work. And we were doing a meditation with his stuff uh, last week in Giant Rock, uh, where he got, you know, the information at the, in the Integratron to, to build all his crazy stuff. And um, during the meditation, I kept seeing the Stargate. I know it was up on top of his thing, but that was very prominent. The, the Stargate was the shape. And when you yeah. see it, you can't forget it. So it's, it, it was just kept showing up in my meditation. So I'm wondering the uh, synchronicities and what's going on there at Giant Rock, what's going on with minds like Gary. And you travel around doing uh, conferences with the Stargate all over the world. Yeah, indeed. Right. Yeah, the Stargate, the geometry is an anchor for a higher dimensional consciousness. So it seems like what, like in your inner vision, what you're seeing is actually the consciousness of the Stargate kind of like working with you. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. it's got its own, it's got its own intelligence as a, as a being, like a crystal almost. Sure. Yeah. And that's how it brings through its energy. So it's an interdimensional doorway. Um, our guide Alcazar says sacred geometry is sacred because it has the ability to hold an energy field. So what the Stargate is doing is holding like an actual consciousness that's emanating and it um, works with people individually. So we can be working with 700 people, but every single person's having their own unique experience. Alcazar said it's actually, 
the physical structure is an anchor for consciousness exactly the same way as our physical structure is an anchor for a consciousness. Yeah. And combining the two, then we can sort of blast off and have these uh, interdimensional space travel experiences. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The the way I think of the Stargate sometimes is as if it's like we as humans have the ability to vibrate at a 12th dimensional frequency also. Like we are all interdimensional doorways. The mm-hmm. Stargate is like holding a consciousness that's pure. So we've had all these incarnations. We've dove deep into unconsciousness and now we're lifting up out of it. And the Stargate's here to hold that pure connection resonance. Mm-hmm. That's why that's what it's here to do. It's here to show us all that we too can vibrate at these all these different dimensional ranges and, and hone our antenna. Mm. Yeah. Very and cool. When we do the different workshops around the world, very often part of the process is to actually stimulate a higher dimensional DNA, as Alcatar calls it. He says we have the physical DNA, which we receive from our parents and grandparents and so on from our li- the lineage of our physicality but also the higher dimensional dna is carries the information from our previous lives and we've all without exception lived elsewhere in the universe before we became human and for most of us we don't remember those lives yet but that's something which is in our future for each one of us to, to know who we are and where we've been. And so without exception, we are all extraterrestrials <laughs> having a human experience. And part of the process that some, not all of us, but some of us, part of our process is to reconnect to what Alksar calls our star families mm. because they're living in a very different reality of time. And our star families are watching us as we proceed through this human time frame and waiting for us to reach a state or an elevated vibration where we can consciously connect with them. And some of the people that have come to the Stargate over the years have reached that place. And not only do they know where they've come from, they can literally bilocate there go home to their last, their last home on another planetary situation. And that is fascinating to hear their stories. Yeah, definitely something to, that I'd be curious just to ask, because I'm, I'm fascinated with the whole channeling phenomenon and, and obviously through the show, but in order to peer into those other realities to see what works and what doesn't work, and then pull back into our reality here and, and apply those those things at work. So mm. it's like we have a template model for how to have a free energy, uh, harmonious society that most people think are pie in the sky kind of ideas. But we have this amazing technology, whether through the Stargate or through our own individual journeys of, of um, exploring different states of consciousness. It's like, let's make this technology available to the world. and come on guys, we can, we can fix all the problems of the universe if we just start looking for it. And- oh, for real. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, we were driving over here and I was just like telling Pergeet, like life on earth could get really good. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I mean, that's like, the it goal. It could be really good here. The more that I personally journey and awaken my consciousness, I'm like, whoa, we're built for these bliss states. Like we're built with this operating system that's just been tuned to this kind of like myrrh. <laughs> like energy for so long and so it's Mer, like that's a good, Mer, that's a good yeah, description yeah we got some there <laughs> we got to like break free from the mer and like that's mm. what it's like stargate is doing on a consciousness level is like right. helping us to like break the crust of that stagnation so that we can actually like mm. up level like that that dna pregeet's talking about is an actual operating system yeah. it's the like 95 percent when I studied molecular biology in college that they called junk DNA that doesn't right. code for protein. But they like, in, I guess in 2012, when I was finished with college, they like were like, oh, it's not junk. It's actually the instruction set. Oh, wow. They admitted that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Like I learned that from Cryon the other day. I was listening to a channel yeah. and I was like, whoa, I finished college just before they <laughs> discovered that. <laughs> yeah. Well Speaking of crying and other channelers, you guys work, you guys have been doing this for quite some time and, mm -hmm. uh, in the, in, and you team up with other channelers. When, when I worked with you guys, uh, we, a seal was, was there and he hopped in the Stargate and that was cool. The experience, um, uh, have you guys worked with crying or what other, other groups oh, or yeah. channelers yeah. have you worked with? Okay. Well, it was actually quite an interesting way that that happened because mm -hmm. out of the blue one day Alcazar said it's now it's time for you to work with Cryon mm -hmm. and it's like my response was I I'm not going to just go up to Lee Carroll out of the blue and say my guide says I have to work with you now and uh, I'm sure he gets that a lot <laughs> well yeah and uh, so again you know if this is what you want make it happen right. and so what happened was very amazing. Um, Dr. Todd, who we also work with, uh, was doing the Lemurian Choir, the very first Lemurian Choir on Maui back in, what was it? 2012. 2012. And I went there and I took the Stargate and was doing some energy work and small groups there whilst the uh, Lemurian Choir was going on. And a couple came up to me afterwards and said, we really love the energy. In fact, they, they were quite addicted to it. And they stayed on in Maui and did some extra experiences with us. But the, the woman said to me, uh, I'm arranging some workshops in Bulgaria, where she was from. We're going to go to three or four different cities there. Would you like to join us? And I said, well, yeah, that would be wonderful. And she said, well, it's a cryon tour. And so all of a sudden, without Lee even knowing, we were invited to join him in Bulgaria. And wow. after the very first uh, workshop that we did in Sofia with Lee and cryon, he came out to me afterwards and said, I've I've done all kinds of things, but I've never experienced such a strong energy before. Would you like to come to Russia with me? And so that was the beginning wow. of us joining Lee and Cryon and doing workshops all over the world together. 
and we still do when our schedules coincide. We do different things together even now. Awesome. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lee's, I've reached out to Lee a few times and we're trying to make the schedule work for him to be on the show. So um, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll work out. But I think his assistant or wife or somebody answered. Monica. Um, Monica. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, uh, you know, I, I'm just thinking about this journey I've been on with uh, Crystal Skull and uh -huh. um, which sort of, again, started that weekend uh, that I was with you guys. Uh, you know, a lot happened that weekend. Um, and I don't know if I did I ever send you pictures, but we actually put the Stargate on top of the Crystal Skull. No, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Which Crystal Skull was it? Because there's a few of them. Oh, okay. It's the Mitchell Hedges Crystal Skull. The yeah, sort of the no, we worked no. with Max back in like 2013. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually quite an amazing experience. We had a workshop, yeah, and the lady that caretakes, I do you remember her name, jo uh, Joanna, yeah, uh, jo yeah, no, yeah, I don't Joanna. know, something like yeah. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she, she had the feeling to bring the star, the um, crystal skull to the Stargate, mm -hmm. and so we were doing some energy work there, and she said she'd never felt anything that strong. And we put the crystal skull inside this scar gate. And Alcazar came through, and he said, the crystal skull is asking to be upgraded now because of the shift that's happened on the planet. And, and then he did this energy work. And it was the, the room was just vibrating in such an incredible way. And uh, it was bringing the energy up, upgrading the, the crystal skull. Yeah. It was really quite something. And so, yeah, and with Max, like for sure, you could feel there's a beingness. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think Max is Octurin, um, oh, if I'm okay. remembering correctly. But yeah. Yeah, I haven't, we haven't dove, dove in, diving into uh, the other skulls. Being in this, doing the documentary, you definitely hear a lot about <clears throat> the different yeah. different schools and stuff and i've heard a lot about max he seems to be mm -hmm. the uh well depending on who you ask he's the yeah. most famous or hedges is the most famous and yeah. the second famous. So, they're all know, the most famous yeah. yeah you have different <laughs> uh biases depending on yeah. who has the connection yeah. with the different schools yeah but um but for sure for sure when we did our Stargate, we took, I, again, I was carrying this thing around. I was like, man, it's going all these places. And I, I wonder if Frigate and Jules like, oh, we're going to return it to them. And they're going to be like, whoa, what happened to this thing? <laughs> we were doing uh, time lapses. And uh, we actually took it also to the, the big medicine wheel. And um, oh. there was a, at that time, there it seems there was some, some work had been done uh, at the medicine wheel that sort of, um, the energy was a little off is the way it was presented to me through uh, Heather and Matthew and um, even Gary and, mm -hmm. and the team that was sort of working with the school at the time. So we all went out there and uh, Gary had his, you know, the coordinates. And if you put the skull here and if you do this there and the Stargate needs to go there at this spot and at this time with the sun <laughs> facing this way and, you know, <laughs> and, and then if, and if the, you know, all these things, and then he's like, his mind is like, okay, did the shift ha happen? Anyways, we did. We it was pretty hectic and crazy, but uh, definitely the Stargate was doing its thing, recalibrating uh, different 
um, cool uh, spots that were um, sort of out of alignment. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, we I think we were talking last week about you know taking crystals around and um, charging them up with good intentions and sort of doing ley line work. But mm-hmm. um, I recommend anybody out there to to look into the Stargate and you know get maybe get one and charge your crystals with that and and sort of like it's like uh uh what do you call it a charging with steroids (laughs) (laughs) for your crystals because they definitely respond Uh, yeah we know the mitchell hedges uh, skull had also responded Uh, i'm not sure if as much as max we didn't have any particular channelers with there we're kind of with a bunch Mm of uh scientific mind guys but we all even enough scientific guys still felt that shift we're like we were like waiting for the lights to go down and a spaceship was gonna land come through the window but um but yes uh thank you again for that that amazing week weekend and um at that time we were in the sort of in the middle of covid it has it was just getting yeah. getting going um how uh, and i remember at that time i believe it was alcazar uh that said uh in 2020 i was sort of asking about all the um uh trials and tribulations of what covid had brought on and it was funny because he said i think you haven't seen nothing yet yes and and here we are two years later it just gets wackier and weirder yeah (laughs) so definitely uh he was on um on point with that with that comment yeah you know right before covid hit um like you know before it was famous like in like february 2020 right um we were on maui and we were there to film six months worth of content the premise being that we were going to encourage our community around the world to gather in people's living rooms and like do like these like stargate experiences together and have like pause prompts and talk and when we got there, we had a meeting about the creative flow. And Alcazar came through Pergeet and said, we suggest you don't try to create content for the next six months because the world is about to change so much that it won't be relevant. Hmm. Yeah. And we were like, Whoa. what? <laughs> <laughs> we'd wow. be, yeah. We'd... we'd um rented this amazing house which had waterfalls and plants and just to have an incredible background for we'd flown a a, a videographer, a from, videographer slovenia. from slovenia he was also a windsurfer so he was excited so, to be on maui and so we'd set this whole thing up spent a fortune doing it and people had come over to be there as part of the audience and uh and then so, we got that channeling from Alcazar, and we're like, "You couldn't have told us sooner." <laughs> right. <laughs> to save a little money, <laughs> we were doing our ETA uh, retreat um, in on Big Island when the the call in February. It was funny because it was yeah. uh, in February huh. as well, and then into February, and it went into March, and then um, and then so when the the lockdown started, we were. There we had planned to go to Maui, and we we did, but we had to cut it short because they were basically saying, you know, flights were going to stop. And yeah, stuff. You, I mean, that, there like, at the same time, we were, yeah, like wow. so. February it was like within like three weeks that all the like lockdowns started happening. Yeah, like, we yeah. didn't know if we were able to travel interstate. <laughs> excuse me. 
so yeah like all that stuff happened super fast really yeah yeah that was that was a wild time um and i'm just wondering has alcazar maybe we could get into this when alcazar comes in we what's the uh We'll, we'll save it. We'll save it for <laughs> what's the latest, you know, are we oh, another two years of craziness or um, I have a yeah. feeling we're just yeah. getting started here again, but yeah. another sort of thing that I wasn't too privy on um, is uh, the whole idea of Telos. And we had touched on it a little bit in our interview, mm-hmm. but I've really explored that, uh, that, idea and made some connections and we're working with the skull and that big it's a big part of our skull documentary as well is the the connecting into lemurians i'm assuming since you guys have this portal in your house there uh, you're probably getting visitations all the time yeah i mean the telosians for those people that don't know it underneath mount shasta is a very large civilization of telos um, it's not just people, Pleiadians, and people from Lemuria. Lemuria, but there's other masters come there quite regularly. Uh, the Telosians are a very beautiful, very advanced civilization. And very often um, in our workshops, the Telosians will come and connect with people individually. It's really always very special when that happens. Yeah, when we work with the the Stargate, typically it's a vibrational experience. So we'll invite the Telosians, and you can feel them bringing their energy. Um, but one of the strongest experiences I had, Elkazar had two Telosians merging their energy with our energy field, with our permission, and then taking us energetically into Telos, and uh, essentially like just. We were just vibrating with the energy of Telos. And he said, now you have a vibrational key. So for me, it was it's one of those ineffable, you can't really put words on it, but one of the strongest experiences of Telos that I've had. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows, now you've brought it up, they might come. Yeah. We'd like to offer a little bit later an actual experience, not oh, just cool. a channeling, but a, oh, yeah. a meditation with the Stargate so yeah. that uh, people that can would- experience and the beautiful thing about the Stargate is that it works in the quantum field. So wherever people are, and even whenever, whether they're listening to a recording rather than live with us now, if they meditate with us, you will feel the energies coming to you. Awesome. And that blows people away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like to say that Telos is the reason that Mount Shasta doesn't feel like a small town, even though <laughs> the population is 3,500, but you come right, here. Right. I mean, we get fresh energy. People come here because sure. it's a power spot from all over the yeah. world. But like, it really does feel like, yeah, like a, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, like we have a light city underneath us. Like yeah. this is a thing. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, a couple, yeah. couple quick questions, and then we'll get to to folks who have their hands up. Uh, somebody's asking, "Can I purchase a Stargate?" And as far as I know, that's you can get get one different sizes and things from your website. Yeah, our our web. If you just Google the Stargate experience, mm-hmm. you'll find our website. And the Stargates themselves are an investment because the geometry is so complicated. It takes the welder time, so uh, and it's real 
gold plated. 24 karat gold. Yeah. Um, and gold is another transducer of high dimensional frequency. Yeah. Uh, but you can, we have many, many meditations and you can actually call for an etheric stargate, which is that higher dimensional consciousness we're talking about. So you can, when you do our meditations, you'll learn how to actually use the stargate energetically to create an energy field. And you can do that anytime, any place. Yeah. Very cool. And then uh, yeah. Wade was asking, are there drawings and schematics to make your own? I would assume... Uh, I don't know if that's something you guys offer as well. Actually, <clears throat> no, it's not. And the reason for that was Alcazar said that he wants the energetic to remain pure. And that if we make it available, there's always those individuals who would like to make a quick buck. And mm. the energetic then starts to lower or they get the geometry slightly or they get the geometry wrong or whatever so yeah uh and no no chinese knockoffs no that's <laughs> also, not so far, not so far. Yeah, there know. there are knockoffs of the mitchell hedges school and some chinese it's crazy there's actually really? full sizes you can i was doing some research the other day and i'm like wow. oh my god there's the total taking the name without proper permission and using yeah so yeah, out there, guys. There's there's knockoffs of of, of the skulls, so be careful. Which, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But we haven't gotten there with the Stargate. Thank thank goodness. Um, well, hopefully that will never happen. And Aparina, you have your hand up. Go ahead and uh, hop in there <clears> with <throat> some questions. I just want to say I'm so excited. This is resonating with me like off the charts. So I I didn't I didn't even know about either of you. I'm sorry. Sorry, Ruben, I hadn't watched that episode yet, but I'm really super excited. And one of the things you said, Pradeep, that totally just really nailed it for me was when you said they applauded. Mm -hmm. And I have often thought that was an experience I had in my head. Mm -hmm. But when I'm having conversations with uh, either the Palladians or the Hadarians, because um, I, I channel a, a Hadarian. Uh, being. And what I often get is when I'm, when I'm in the right zone or I'm getting information correctly, I hear like this, Yay! and I always thought, I'm something my consciousness is doing just to like, I mean, wow. I, I'm like, oh my yeah. God, really were like, like, yeah, you know, she's, yeah. she's on the right track. So thank you uh, so much for that. And I have been working with um, Asura Adams with a lot of her activation uh, meditation. So I'm, I'm really excited to experience yours today. So yeah. I'm, I'm just like all excited. Yay. So thank well, you. Let me add something to that then, because um, <clears throat> just recently, Julianne and I were asked to practice with their support by locating to the ships so that we can have a clearer conversation with them. And uh, so I would suggest that you ask for the same thing. Just ask the, the galactic commands. That's the group that we work with. And there's many different names, but basically just invite them to support you in by locating. And <clears throat> the way they do it, well, they've offered it for us, is simply to ask, for to be in the chamber, they have a chamber to assist that process 
asked to be in the chamber. And that's something which I'm just beginning to practice now. But I, when I sat down and meditated with it last time, I had this sense of these three beings just standing there waiting for me to totally be there. But um, I'm still working on it. Yeah. But it's a fantastic energetic. This kind of interdimensional communication and, and travel it takes a certain amount of trust and willingness to just flow with it. Yeah. So it's so cool that you got that confirmation. It's like, keep going, keep yeah. trusting. Well, yeah. you just answered the other two questions I had. <laughs> that bio location and yeah. what I needed to do. So great. Yeah, that was awesome. The vibration, working with it. And yeah. Well, when we, so when we do the meditation, why don't you just sit and ask to be in that chamber and ask? Uh, I'm wondering if that will happen for all of us. Well, who knows? So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely okay. will. Thanks. Thank you for your question. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Anna Perina. Uh, Lucas, you want to help? Hi, Lucas. Hey, guys. Really awesome to connect with you here. I've been wondering since I saw. Uh, the show, Ruben show, if you stayed in touch with the woman from the coffee shop, that sounds like <laughs> such a mind blowing experience. Yeah. You and a thousand other people have asked that. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is actually no. And what was fascinating was that Julia, Julianne and I were having a hike on the mountain a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Like two weeks ago. And, uh, I just said to Jules, you know, I think. I want to connect to that lady again, see if I can find her, because we had no connection after that. We actually have VHS tapes somewhere yes. in our closet that Pregeet did with her in the 90s. So yeah. we could find her name and look her up. But I don't know. She yeah. was, I don't even know if she's still in the body anymore. Yeah. But the interesting thing was that when I said that, it was the very next day that they asked us to practice this bilocation. So wow. that was a response to this comment that we'd made about connecting with it. It's about doing it directly now. I was getting the sense from what you were just saying that you are connecting with more of that uh, yeah. shifting of consciousness. To And it seems like there's just so much going on and Mount Shasta is such an amazing place connecting with the, uh, the fairies there. <laughs> Uh -huh. And leaving was kind of heartbreaking because the, the energy there is just so amazing. And I, I was thinking about it, knowing that you guys are going to be on the call today about connecting more with them because it is, I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's just such a different energy, but there are still people that connect to that and was kind of getting answers to my own questions of, you know, bringing that energy that you're <laughs> attracted to forward where you are yeah but with all the different things going on around bashar recently indicated that there's been some shifts as far as the hybridization program and it sounds like that's pretty separate from the galactic command i was just curious on your perspective of where we're where we're at you know, these things are connected. Um, What's meant by the hybridization program? Yeah, we're not familiar with it. Okay, uh, that's 
very interesting because it does seem like that would be kind of a, a different vein than what you're connected to. But I guess it'd be the Gray's hybridization agenda has has shifted to where they're not um, needing biological material anymore. So, oh, cool. Yeah, I think so that's just kind of a turning point in our relationship with that agenda. God, that's nice. I think that shifted quite a while ago. Um, well, Al our guide, Alcazar, does have something he says about that. Right. Like, so he, he actually gave quite a long talk about it. Um, but basically, one of the interesting things that he said is that there are even enlightened uh, greys. Yeah. Some of the greys have reached that state, however, and they are now actually assisting humanity um, to compensate, in a sense, to what they've done before. Right. But what Alcazar did say about the so-called abductions and so on, was that many of the greys actually incarnated into the human body in order to offer themselves in that way. And like each one of us who've come from other star systems, we don't remember, we don't recall originally coming here. We've, you know, we have this feeling, well, I'm human, I've always been human. And more and more, we're beginning to realize that we're on a much longer timeline that goes back through eternity, basically. <laughs> so it's kind of like, to me, like it makes me giggle in this like nefarious type way, because basically what Alcazar is saying is all those people who have been abducted and biological material taken, they actually agreed to that before they became human yeah. because they have lived in that civilization of the gray. So they're helping themselves. But the joke is that they don't remember like, making that contract. So yeah, like all of us, we don't right. remember the, the yeah. contract that we made in coming here such, so many lifetimes ago. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's really wonderful to connect with you guys here. Love the energy that you bring through. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Lucas. Yeah. Thanks, Lucas. Good question. Um, Cara, your hand is up. <clears throat> Hello. Thank you both. Thank you for taking my question. Um, my question actually links back to you, Ruben, because when I came out to Big Bear for mm -hmm. the the CE5 at the end of August, um, do you remember how I ha had like a, a very big emotional experience yeah. after our breath work? Mm -hmm. And I was trying to explain what I saw. And it was a like a, a rose quartz kind of huge crystal, but it had all these like golden wires kind of around it. And it was like an interior shape. And I had a really hard time explaining it. And when I opened my email this morning and I saw the Stargate in your email, I was like, oh my God, I think that's what I saw. Wow. And um, yeah. I'm not sure if it is or not. And I'd be curious if, if you guys have a sense for that. <laughs> But I just, we had done some breath work. We were at a CE5 event. It was really, really high energy. And I, at the end of the breath work, saw what I just described. And I, I didn't have any context. I had seen your um, episode, but I 
I really had no idea what it was. And I was even trying to explain it to the people who were there. And I was like, I don't really know how to explain it, but I was sobbing and I'm not a hugely like emotional person. I don't. And I was like, I don't know why it was so emotional for me. Um, I can feel (laughs) coming a little bit right now. Um, I don't know if you, if you get anything from that, but. Well, the Stargate has, Alcazar says it's, been on different planetary civilizations and it comes when we're ready to accelerate into awakening Mm. so stargate came through pergi in 1989 like just like on the tail end of the harmonic convergence and my feeling is there are a lot of us on the planet who have worked with the stargate before and it's like the process of awakening is one of the most staggeringly beautiful emotional full sensory experiences that we can have so that Mm. sobbing it feels like that's connected to the part of you that knows in fact right at the very beginning when i finally completed the stargate and it a like a sketch um it's the same as the image yeah i'll turn our camera (laughs) and you'll see it I made a, a sketch similar to this, and um, Alcazar said that people would see that and it would trigger them in, on some deep level of remembrance. So it just feels as if that's something that has been touching you. And Alcazar says we're part of a planetary transformation team. <laughs> so we specialize. Yeah. In going down with the ship, right? Like diving into the descension unconsciousness process so that when it's time to awaken, we're some of the ones who feel the call, the like, first and the strongest. And our consciousness waking up creates this like, you're like, you know, when birds fly and there's like that jet stream. Yeah. It's energizing the morphic field of humanity, raising the vibration, raising the consciousness. And strangely enough, even though the whole COVID thing has been terrible for millions of people, uh, what it did was it triggered in many people the desire for something new, the desire for love, the desire for freedom and abundance. And because the opposite is what's been lived by so many of us for so long so yeah welcome yeah, yeah welcome Carl. Thank glad you. you glad you were able to uh make that connection and recognition yeah. <clears throat> yeah thank you so much nice so to I, meet you yeah. again maybe <laughs> yes right thank yeah. you well, how do you guys feel about going into some channeling and, and doing a little uh and then we'll we'll wrap it up earlier uh, for the meditation or what do you, would it just naturally go into the meditation or should we stop and it usually it kind of just flows i'm gonna i'll be right back i'm just gonna take a look okay okay yeah no it's really it's up to you if if you want us to go that way we can bring alcazar in and you can ask him some questions and then we can go into a, a meditation um one of the things that you mentioned before uh, was new technology, and although you can't see oh, yeah. it very well, in the center of the Stargate now, uh, you can see a, one of these golden Stargates, and inside it is something that um, 
that we call the, the quantum generator. I don't know if I can. Oh, okay. You... Yeah, you can't see it very well. It's a pyramidal structure at mm -hmm. the base of the Stargate. But there's also in the top of the Stargate, there's a, a pyramid and the reverse pyramid. Basically, this is a technology that comes primarily uh, from the guys that work with us. One of the groups that works with this, that oversees the whole Stargate project, are the angels of the Elohim, the Elohim Council. And a, another friend was brought to us fairly recently who also, he's a physicist. He works also under the support of the Elohim. And the Elohim brought us together. And when we connected, he's in Florida. When we connected and spoke with each other, we just felt this incredible resonance. He came and visited us in Mount Shasta. And whilst we were sitting in the Stargate together, they, the Elohim said that they would like us to um, work together. And they actually asked David to create what we call a quantum generator, although that's not a very accurate name. Uh, he asked us to create and to work with this new energetic, and it's absolutely incredible. And, <sighs> when, and when did that start? You said just recently? Uh, over the summer. Yeah. Over the yeah. summer. Wow. Yeah, yeah, very recent. Right. And it's a very powerful accelerant. Um, are those crystals that are in there then? The, the uh, pyramid are well, inside of the generators, there's crystals. Basically, yeah. It's something. Copper coils, and we actually don't really know what's in there because we don't make oh. them. Okay. And it's not something that he really wants to be discussed in detail. Sure, sure. Yeah. It's a really interesting to see the way he works because he's like a physicist trained in Oxford and Cambridge. And yet... <laughs> the tech he's bringing through is so much from the Elohim and the Sar families that sometimes they're like, you don't even need to, he's like, explain how it works with electromagnetism. And they're like, no, you don't need to go there because, and it's, right. it's really true. Like, it's just fascinating to, yeah. like, to feel the, the impact of yeah. that, whatever tech he's bringing. I mean, yeah. he's a, a genius in a way because, and he's a very pure channel. Yeah. And uh, so he brings through this incredible, in fact, I'm going over to visit him again after our Thanksgiving workshop here, just to spend more time because they, the Elohim say there's a lot more technology they want us to bring through. And it's not the sort of thing that we can actually discuss uh, over Zoom. So I'm just going to go visit him and we'll see keep what's us, next. Keep us updated. It sounds exciting. Yeah. Time. I mean, what well, Alcazar has said many times is that all the technology that we need to transform the planet is already here. It's already here. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just got to tune in, right? Yep. Tune in and, and mold it into we have to, what it needs to be. We have to raise the vibration enough for these different technologies to be made public. Mm. It's about right. raising the vibration, which is showing, demonstrating that we're ready. Yeah. <clears throat>
Yeah, and that and that was um, sort of my my realization. Uh, you know, upon doing this whole show, I was working in ufology and this doing the citizen hearing and thinking that the magic pill would be disclosure, right? If we had disclosure, then the world's going to wake up. Yeah. And, uh, and if they just knew the truth, then we can go into this new era. Then that doing that process and meeting all the resistance and finding all of these, uh, um, you know, government agencies and different things that are doing what they're doing, realizing that, oh, wait a minute, humanity is not ready for this. It's yeah. got to be, it's the other way around. The human consciousness has to be ready to receive these higher uh, energies and um, and be responsible. Uh, and, and in many ways, we're, we're not as a collective, you know, individually, I'm sure everybody on the call, we could have had free energy and been responsible with it, you know, <laughs> 10 years ago, but uh, collective humanity is not. And uh, yet, and we're in that process, I think, uh, and that's, that's what all this is about. We're doing it in this reverse way for me, uh, based on my thinking at that time, reversing it and like, okay, we need to, let's teach spiritual responsibility um, and connecting with the energies in a responsible way. So then we can uplift humanity instead of like dangling the carrot to, to yeah. you know, try to pull it down here. That's not going to work. So, <laughs> so, uh, well, shall we get, get into generally and we'll just go with the flow and, and then perhaps you guys can guide us into the meditation when you're ready and, uh, we'll get, you guys get your questions ready. Uh, I have a ton, but I, I want to be able to, uh, make sure we get to your questions. So I'll, um, I'll kind of be in and out. You can start raising your hands if you've got questions and we'll just go with the flow. And so indeed, beloved ones, we greet thee, this Alcazar. Alcazar, good to uh, be talking to you again in this, in this way, a little bit of distance here, but um, it's, it's fun to always connect. Thank you. How distant we are is up to you, beloved. We can be right there alongside you or even merging our energies with you. It is always up to the individual how close you allow us to be with you. Awesome. Good, good to know. I'll, uh, I'll definitely keep the open channel. Um, and in fact, I think it's, it's already there because you, you know, the Stargate's been coming in, in my meditations, um, and wondering, uh, about that. Is there any, um, reason why the Stargate would, would show up in a, uh, meditation at giant rock as has already been said this physical stargate all the physical stargates whatever size are an anchor for this consciousness a consciousness that responds to you and as has already been said it is possible for anyone to call for the presence of that which we call the etheric stargate, which is this consciousness. And this consciousness will come whenever asked. And so your experience of feeling the stargate is simply because part of you called us, called the stargate to be with you. It is that simple. 
just asking. When you ask, spirit always responds. And beloved, what was your purpose for being there at your giant rock? Yeah, that it was kind of a twofold. One, we were doing a CE5 to connect to the other realms, but also uh, I think the the more important or, or more stronger intention was to to heal that particular Stargate. Uh, the, it's a known portal for uh, ETs coming through. There's a giant crystal mound, and the rock is sacred, and there's legends and and stories of people having different connections so it seemed the energy was a little off balance and we were kind of there to to harmonize that with with the work we were doing with with the stargate and gary's equipment and the crystal skull indeed skull and so beloved understand there are certain individuals who have the ability to work with etheric stargates in certain ways with the alongside the energetics of Gaia. So if you find that the Stargate is coming to you through your inner vision in that way, you are being asked to simply open the channel, as you say, to simply say, okay, spirit, let me be an anchor for higher dimensional consciousness here. It is that simple. For there are multidimensional levels and layers to that which is occurring, as you know, when you go to those locations with those intentions. Well, it was, it was very easy to blast off, I should say. We did some breath work and it went pretty far, really, really quick. Well, <clears throat> it is beautiful that you and others are traveling to various sacred places. These power spots attract both higher and lower frequencies. And the lower frequencies do tend to distort the energetic of those places. It is part of the old energy that has been controlling humanity. And now, beloveds, as you know, it is time for the change. And so it is welcome that you move to these different places and rebalance them to allow the natural flow of energy once more. And so we appreciate that which you have been doing. Mm. I, I, like I said last time, it's the best way, best thing I can think of to do on a Friday night. So <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's fun, you know, we're connecting with community and, uh, connecting to these other realms. So I'm, I'm hoping, and I encourage everybody on the call to, you know, get groups together, go out and whether it's a CE5 to connect to ETs or just connecting to the earth, um, you know, having community and gatherings with, uh, these intentions. It's, um, it's, it's a great way to spend a Friday night. Indeed. We would support each and every one of you spending more time with your friends, being in community, doing things together. For you have been programmed so much to be separate. Even in gatherings together, people are still holding their energy in. It is time to simply be in your truth, in your love, and to share that with others. This will enable a more rapid ascension process for each and every one of you. 
it is time for community. By this, we do not necessarily mean all living in the same place, although that is beautiful, but to recognize you are part of the human community, are interdependent. You are in your daily lives, just with the way that you live, the way that you shop, the way that you travel, you are reliant on the, the work and the contribution of many thousands of people, the people who make the car or the bus, the people that grow the food, the people that transport it, the people that sell it, and so on. You are already interdependent, but it is time to allow this interdependence to come from your heart, to come from a place of sharing and honoring of each and every one. Hmm. We would add through this one, when you come together on a Friday night, hmm. shit can get particularly good. <laughs> so it is part of anchoring the frequencies of the creativity of the human spirit. You are opening to who you truly are, and there is a particular magic dust, shall we say, that gets sprinkled when you do this in the form of these gatherings, these somewhat informal lift-offs into higher consciousness. There is so much more that comes. The fruits of those gatherings are drawing in kind of templates for where you are going as a society for you are headed toward enlightenment as an entire planetary civilization and enlightenment is not in this way it has been fashioned through the aesthetic practice of self-denial it is going to be the enlightenment of fluorescence the enlightenment of Hundreds of thousands of lights suddenly turning on. And beloveds, <clears throat> the amount of love, playfulness, and freedom that can come from this, you are just starting to taste. Yeah, I can definitely feel it. Um, speaking of, you know, changes and big shifts, uh, in our 2020 conversation, you were kind of saying um, things were just getting started, uh, and and here we are two years later, and definitely has been uh, you know at that time we were in the thick of it, thinking that oh my god it couldn't get any worse than this, um, and for some it's been hard and difficult, for others it's been smooth and easy. Uh, globally, there's definitely big shifts uh, constantly happening. Just wondering. Uh, to take a temperature on where things are at now and uh, and, and where we're headed. Um, is, is is that even possible to take a temperature right now? Do we even know where we're headed? What, how, do, how does Alcazar feel the energy for what's happening now? There is, as most of you are aware, there is a conflict occurring between those who wish to be more conscious and those who wish to maintain control over humanity that has been here 
for so many, so many centuries. You look in your world and it is easy to see the methodology of control that is happening. Underneath the surface, however, there are many, many thousands of people wanting to bring in the light of oneness, wanting to live in a totally different way. We say the light of oneness because up until now in your so-called new age societies, you have already always brought in the light as opposed to the darkness. You are in a duality here. And up until recently, it has always been the light against the dark or the dark against the light, which is separation. Beloved ones, it is time to drop this separation. Now, the focus should be oneness versus separation. Because if you are in separation and you want to bring in the light, know that in this duality, somewhere the dark is coming in as well. Because you are in duality, there is always a balance. Bringing in the, what we call the golden light of oneness, what starts to happen is it assists you in raising your vibration and the vibration of others. And this coming together and this raising of consciousness, raising of vibration, starts this process of moving towards the center, the vibration of the lower frequencies and the vibration of the higher. It brings you to a place where ultimately you will be in this space of oneness. And from there, that is when the vertical experience starts to happen. The experience of knowing other realms and dimensions, the experience of transformation on a global scale. Beloved, it is up to each one of you individually to raise your vibration. And how do you do this? The most simple way is to continue to focus on your gratitude for what you already have and to visualize how you would like things to be. Your training, however, is on what you don't have. So many people are focusing on what is lacking rather than focusing on how you would like to live. And to start to imagine, start to feel as if you are living in that way. This is not something new. This has been said in many ways by many channels. But it is so important to understand when you are focusing on your lack, existence responds to you with more lack. If you start focusing on the feeling of gratitude and abundance, then existence starts bringing you more things to feel grateful and abundant. You are in control of your own life's experience. This is something that you have heard again and again. 
but it is time to apply it in your life. Then you will find shifts happening for you. This is so important and so simple. The Stargate work is here to support these understandings. The Stargate work is here to assist you in dissolving the old limitations that continue to have your life in the old way. When you dissolve these limiting behavioral patterns from your subconscious, then it is more easy to look into a whole new way of living in love, in joy, and abundance on all levels. We always say this, abundance on all levels. But not just financial abundance. It is about abundance of love, abundance of joy, abundance of friendship, abundance of freedom to travel, to freedom to be your own self, to express yourself in your own way. And so, beloveds, it is up to you. And we honor each and every one of you simply for being here in these moments, hearing our words. And beloved ones, we love you just as you are. And we love who you are becoming. Thank you. I, I'm hearing that, uh, you know, Basically, I'm hearing that disclosure is not going to come from our governments in that in that uh, in in that sense, um, as we were just talking before. So we all have to be the change. Um, the real disclosure, beloved, comes from within. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and Aprina, you you have a question. Go ahead. Thank you so so much. This is just such great information. Um, and and timing. I have been working with um, the Abraham principles and trying to navigate calibration um, and noticing that things do come to me when I am in a space of already appreciating and already having gratitude for all that is and all that is um, within the vortex that I've already created. Within that, um, is there anything besides the sticky notes that I now have all over my house to remind me how to stay in that set of vibrations, not controlling my thoughts because I understand that coming here was purposeful and that having you know, the negative experiences or the positive experiences or, or all of it was purposeful. But in the desire to well, create a, a baseline of more happiness in order to bring in more so that I can function in, in the capacity of doing the work that I really truly love doing with others. Is there a practice besides what I am already doing that would also assist me in that creating a higher frequency baseline. So sticky notes are helpful. 
but beloved, don't rely on your sticky notes. You're putting something on the outside which needs to be internal. It is your intention to be free. It is your intention to vibrate more consciously, to bring more consciousness into your daily life. We do not say don't use sticky notes, but move beyond them. Understand you cannot, from where you are at right now, you cannot just maintain a high vibration. Let us explain why. When you bring your energy up, when you elevate through meditation or whatever technique you use, what starts to happen is the unconscious program comes into your awareness. And so you start to feel all the judgments that you have. You start to feel fear in the many ways it may express itself. This is part of the process of raising your vibration. You bring to the surface, bring to your own awareness, your limitations. Your programming is to push these limitations down again, to ignore them, say, no, I only want the high vibration. But beloveds, in order to be truly free, you need to understand this old programming, your judgments, your fears, your limitations, and you need to release them. You need to recognize this was something that was programmed into me. This is not the real me. You all carry programming from your parents, particularly your mother, which happened in the womb. When you were part of your mother in the womb, you experienced all her fears, all her emotional experiences. You were part of her, and this programmed you. So when you look at your mother and perhaps your father also, you can recognize how they lived their lives, what limitations they lived. And know that those have been programmed within you also, even though you don't like to acknowledge it. When you raise your vibration, these programs come into your awareness. And then, rather than pushing them down, you can say, okay, I am ready to let this go now. You can ask the guides, whoever you connect to, ask them. Give them permission to work with you, to assist you in dissolving from your field these old limitations. And some of these limitations move back into past lives. And the guides can see that and can support you if your intention is to be free, if your intention is to live and speak your truth. So we thank you so much for your question once more thank you so much and then um i guess the only other question was i was recently in a meditation given a a gift i i did a violet flame meditation and um this gift i hold in my field and i'm really not quite sure what to do with it other than it has made remote 
energy healing easier for me to facilitate. But wondering about that, if you know of why it's there, why it was gifted to me. and Beloved, it is there to be shared. And it is there as a preview of what is to come for you. Okay. When you receive interdimensional gifts, understand they are unlocking, whispering in your ear about the potentials that you hold. So yes, it has made the remote healing easier. Can you see it has also made the connection to the other more fluid, more crisp, as if it is in a higher resolution? Yeah. Yeah. So it is the gift that keeps on giving, is it not? Yes. This is why we say it is there to unlock something in you. It is the same analogy as the training wheels. For once you have that higher resolution, that which you see can inform your further evolution. And so this awakening is exponential. Enjoy process. Flow with the gifts, as this one Juliana has said to you. Trust. And the one other thing she meant to say, but did not, is that in the sharing of the gifts, that is how you receive the feedback that they are real. Mm. So share. Thank you. Thank you so much. So much appreciation. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, Gina, I have a question. I do. I, I want to express my gratitude first because the messages that are coming through these two beautiful human beings, the feeling that, that I receive with the messages are they're coming from sacred masculine and divine feminine as divine union. And that's how I'm receiving them. Just I'm just overflowing with, with uh, ecstasy as your messages are, are landing within me. Then I'm trying to figure out what to do with them all, with all of this excitement. So I want to learn how it is that the the two beings, human beings that are channeling this information, stay so calm and beautiful with the high vibration because I'm feeling this vibration. My my question is, I I have been an alone human being since. February of 2019, when my son dropped his body, I have uh, never been out of communication and connection with him. So I've been on a, an odyssey for, for these past three and a half years. I follow wherever he guides me to go. I recently landed in Nuevo Vallarta, Mexico. I just found out that there are 12 ley lines and 12 vortices here. And since I've been here for about six weeks now, I've wanted to discover where to begin because I feel like I just can't take my eyes off of this stargate that is created and is sitting behind these two people. And I'm drawn into it. I'm drawing it into me. I'm feeling like 
there's a way for me to, to use this knowledge and do something in this area of Mexico because it is a powerful energy center here. I just want to start at the right place. I want a shortcut. If that's possible for you to use your beautiful insight and share that with me. As we have already said, beloved, this structure holds this consciousness and you could call this consciousness to you. You are already feeling it. We call it the etheric stargate because it exists in the ether, so to speak. But it is a consciousness. You can call upon this consciousness as you sit in meditation. You can call on this consciousness as you walk along the street. It is always available. And so you are feeling called to be there. Then, beloved, invite this energetic. We will guide you in the meditation in a few moments. This meditation will elevate your energetic. And you can repeat this as often as you wish. From the vibration that we will bring to you, that the Stargate will bring to you, you will be more connected to your own guidance, whomever they are, be it your son in his higher form or other guides who will be working with him and with you. And then you will have a clearer sense through your intuition, through this internal guidance, what to do, where, and when. It is beautiful that you have followed your guidance so far. It is so important for each and every one of you to follow your intuition, to listen and to follow your intuition. Your intuition is what we call your superconscious self or your higher self, wanting to guide you moment by moment by allowing your intuition to guide you. You will be moving along the highest path, the highest timeline that is available in each moment. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, beloved one, we will move into a meditation now and you can allow these energies to come to you and then perhaps feel a little deeper that which you are already beginning to sense. That ecstasy. It is a beautiful word to describe the flowering of your inner being, beloved. The frequency of awakening expresses itself uniquely within each and every fractal expression of the consciousness of source. And your particular beingness has an exquisiteness that is just demonstrating itself to you. So we thank you for sharing that energy with us. Okay, so we would like to move into a meditation now. Few things to say about it before we start. In this process, there are a few simple things which we will be guiding you to ask for. 
The first will be inviting the energy of the earth up into your body, into your energy field. It is important that you ask for those things that we suggest simply because the guides respond to you. They respond to your asking. And they respond to your intention. So rather than just repeating the words that we suggest, bring your feeling, your intention, and add it to those words. Because the guides do not respond to your words. They respond to your energy field. Okay. So, first of all, we ask each and every one of you just to close your eyes and be comfortable. It's also important, if you wish to have a strong experience, to have your eyes closed throughout the process. And the gentle energy will be building within you throughout the meditation. This energy that builds within you is an energetic which can be transformative. Allow it to be. There is nothing to do. There's nothing to direct the energy at. Just be. Follow the suggestions. Allow the relaxation and enjoy. So, beloved ones, we invite you, first of all, if you have not done so already, to make yourself comfortable. Relax. You can lay the body down if you wish. However you are, most at ease. We have turned our camera off just to encourage you to go inside. We will turn the camera back on afterwards. No need to watch these two as they wave their hands about. <laughs> so, beloved ones, relax. There's nothing to do. Gentle energy fields will begin to build. And we start this process always by connecting to the energy of the earth, the energy of Gaia. And so we ask each one of you just to ask inside with feeling, with your intention, for the earth energies, the consciousness of the earth to come up into your body, into your energy field. And so we call for the energy, the consciousness of Gaia. And just allow for the possibility that the earth can and is responding to you. Some of you might even feel a very soft, gentle energy coming to you. Do not be concerned if you do not feel it yet. The energies will be getting stronger throughout this meditation. And so now we ask each one of you to ask inside for an etheric stargate, the consciousness of the stargate, to come down around you. Just visualizing or imagining yourself being surrounded by this consciousness, calling it forth. And so we call for the presence of an etheric stargate consciousness anchored in this geometry 
and you can visualize a pyramid structure, visualize the stargate forming around you, sense the consciousness. It responds to your asking. It responds to your intention. And now asking inside for the activation of the etheric stargate. We call for the activation of all the etheric stargates. And what will start happening is the stargate will start to radiate a very soft, very gentle, energetic, and relax into it. Nothing to do, just the relaxation. Very good. And now we are going to vibrate all the etheric stargates faster and faster. We are going to do this for you. And what will happen is that as we vibrate the stargates faster, we will be moving up through the energetic frequencies of the various dimensions. And as we start this process now, we are already moving out of the frequency ranges of the third dimension, moving up already into the vibrations of the fifth dimension, continuing to accelerate, moving through the fifth and up into the sixth dimensional energies, and now merging into the seventh dimension, where we're going to pause for a few moments. And so all the stargates are now vibrating at a seventh dimensional frequency. And we ask each one of you to ask inside now for a strong seventh dimensional energy field in your stargate. We call for a strong seventh dimensional energetic in all the etheric stargates. And again, nothing to do, simply just relaxing into the soft energy that the stargate is vibrating towards you. As you relax, your own energy will slowly, slowly, gently rise until you are in harmony with the frequencies around you. This is not something you do. You cannot try and do it. It happens naturally as you simply relax. Just simply relaxing and allowing. And these gentle vibrations will vibrate you at a cellular level. In fact, they will vibrate your very DNA. These vibrations, if you are willing, will start to stimulate some of your higher aspects of your DNA and some of the physical aspects of your DNA. Just the allowing, just the intention to be more conscious, to be more aware. Very good. Very good. And now we continue to vibrate the stargates faster and faster once more, moving out of the seventh dimensional frequency ranges and up into the eighth. And continuing this acceleration through your ninth dimensional frequencies into the tenth and vibrating rapidly now as we move through your eleventh and into the twelfth dimension, where again, all the stargates come to a gentle pause. 
And again, as you relax into this frequency range, slowly, slowly, your vibration will gently harmonize with the twelfth dimension. Nothing to do, just relaxing and allowing. And as you start to vibrate this higher frequency, you actually become more sensitive to the various guides and benevolent beings who are available to assist you in this process of knowing self, this process of awakening. So into this field that we are creating together, we are going to invite some of the guides. We almost always start by inviting the angelic realm simply because humanity has been aware of them for so many generations. And so we ask each one of you, just ask inside with feeling, with a strong intention for the presence and support of the angelic realm. And so we call for the presence and the support of the angels. And just feel, here they come. And you might notice a gentle shifting in the energy around you as the angels bring their presence into your etheric stargate, as they start to vibrate you with their love and their support. And you can invite them to come closer if you wish to bring more of their presence to you. Come closer. Come closer. Very good. And just so that you can have a taste of the Stargate, we will invite some of the Ascended Masters also to join us in this meditation. We often start with the one whom we call the Blessed Mother, divine feminine energy, in the form of the one who was the mother of this one, Yeshua, or Jesus, Mary or Maria. And so we ask each one of you to ask inside for the presence of the Blessed Mother, Mary, Maria. We call for the presence of the Blessed Mother. And just feel as her energy gently comes to you. She always comes gently at first, and then presence, her energy, gets stronger. So here she comes. You can invite her to come closer also. You can even invite her, if you wish, to merge her energy with you for a few moments. Mary, coming to you just because you asked. Yeah, very good. Divine feminine energy touching you now, embracing you in her love. Very good. And now, divine masculine energy in the form of Lord Buddha. And we invite each one of you again to ask with feeling for his presence. And so we call for the presence of Gautama, the Buddha. 
and again, just feel, here he comes, the divine masculine energy of the Buddha coming to join the Blessed Mother and the angels in your stargate. You are now being vibrated by the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Relax into their presence and into the presence of the angels. Allow their love to come to you. It is this simple, it is this easy. No effort is needed. In fact, if you are trying to feel the energy, it gets in the way. Just relax and invite. Hmm. Very good. Another master wishing to connect with you. He is the one known as Lao Tzu. And so we invite you to ask for the presence and support of the master Lao Tzu. And so we call for the presence of Lao Tzu. And just feel as he too brings his energy and joins with the other masters and angels. Lao Tzu, come closer. Lao Tzu, come closer. You are being vibrated with the frequencies of enlightenment, as you call it here. Just allow that presence to vibrate you on all levels and dimensions, past, present, and future, just with your openness, just asking from a place of deep willingness to receive their support. One other master who wishes to join you, to be introduced, before we move on to the star families. And this is the one known as Kuan Yin, who is known for her compassion. And beloveds, the energetic of compassion is sorely needed here in your lives, in the lives of humanity. Compassion for those who are suffering. Compassion for your own self. As you notice your limitations, be compassionate because with compassion, you can be willing to allow those limitations to dissolve from your life. If you are judging self, then you drop back into those limitations again. So let us all invite with a strong intention the presence of this one Kuan Yin. We call for the presence of Kuan Yin. And just feel as she brings her gentle energy, Kuan Yin, bringing her energy into this beautiful meditation. Come close, Kuan Yin. Bless us with your compassion. Assist us in vibrating with compassion in our daily lives. And there is one who is enlightened in 
the body, these two have just been physically present as he is currently in this city known as Mount Shasta. He is of Italian descent and his name is Shivananda. And so we would like to invite his enlightened energy also this day. So we ask each one of you just to ask inside. We call for the presence of Shivananda. And again, just feel. This one is still in the body. And so his vibration is perhaps a little easier to bring into your field. Shivananda, come closer. Very good. Very good. Mm. And now, beloved ones, the star families who are patiently waiting, as you raise your vibration, as you open your sensitivity, they would now like to join you. And so first, the Pleiadians, as they have a connection with humanity, they often are the first star families wishing to be introduced. So we ask each one of you to ask inside for the Pleiadians to bring their energy presence, their consciousness into your etheric stargate. And so we call for the presence and support of the Pleiadians. And just feel, here they come, the Pleiadians coming to you in their light bodies, coming to you to support you in your process. The Pleiadians. And again, you can invite them to come closer if you wish. You can invite them to support you, not just in this meditation, but in your life experiences. You are the one in control of your life. You are the one who can invite support from all the other realms in your meditation. Very good. The Arcturans also work very much with the Pleiadians and the Stargate. And so we are now calling for their presence. So we ask you to ask inside with a strong intention for the presence and support of the Arcturans. And so we call for the presence of the Arcturans. And just feel. Again, here they come, gently bringing their energy, joining the masters and the angels. As each group joins you, they bring their own unique vibrations. And so the field around you is becoming more and more subtle. More and more frequencies vibrating you at a cellular level. And some of these frequencies may start the process of activating your higher dimensional DNA. Just allowing for the possibility. Nothing to do. Just allowing for the possibility. Another star family now from Sirius. Just the invitation, asking inside. And so we call for the star beings 
from Sirius. Bring your energy here. And you feel them as they start to bring their presence and they come closer. The Syrians, the Syrians starting to vibrate you also with their presence. One more star family that we will name, and they are the Hathors. And so we ask each one of you to ask inside for the presence of the Hathors who have indeed lived here on your earth in the times of Egypt, when Egypt was on the leading edge of awakening on your planet. And so we call for the presence of the Hathors. And just feel, here they come, the Hathors, coming closer, their presence getting stronger, the Hathor. And as you know, there are many, many star families. And so we invite you to invite any star family that you feel you would like to invite into this meditation. Or if you choose, you can simply invite all the benevolent beings from around the universe, all those who are interested in supporting humanity in this awakening ascension process. Invite them now. So we call for the presence of all the benevolent star beings to bring their energy here into this meditation and into our lives as we move forward. And so, beloved ones, we invite you now to ask for the activation of the quantum generator, which is situated inside the stargate in Shasta. The stargates all connect energetically. There's a stargate grid around your very earth, for there are thousands of stargates, physical stargates. And your etheric stargate connects into this grid. And so, as you ask right now for the activation of the quantum generators, this energy will come through the stargate grid into your etheric stargate. So we call for the activation of the quantum generators. And you might sense a shift in the energy field. And relax. Now we ask for a higher amplification of the energies of the quantum generators. The frequency of the quantum generator allows you to begin to sense the quantum reality, what we call the void as you move deeper into the quantum field. 
as you move into that place of creation, that place of pure potential, the void is that place of no thingness, pure consciousness, pure spirit. That is the place that your superconscious self exists. It is no thing, it is consciousness, pure consciousness, pure spirit. For as you know, or as you may have heard, you are one with spirit. And so the quantum generator opens a doorway in a sense within you, if you allow it. To, to begin to know that superconscious self that is part of spirit, that superconscious self that is wanting to guide you through your intuition. This energy of the quantum generator can assist you also connecting more easily with your star family and your other guides. And so if you choose to meditate in your future with the Stargate, you can also invite the energetic of the quantum generators. And so, beloved ones, a small taste of the Stargate, a small taste of a connection to the masters, the angels, and the star families. They are always available. Simply if you sit or lie down, meditate, and invite their presence. And so, beloveds, we honor each and every one of you. We love you. We bless you. And we will talk to you again very soon. So wow. Very gently <laughs> come back. Very gently come back. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Well, thank you. That was that was awesome. Very easy to travel with that Stargate. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's really its function is to make it easy to feel subtle energy we are rarely feeling the shift of where the guided meditations are going it's like the energy has been coming into our reality into our third dimensional reality vibrating us expanding our awareness but we feel like our level of consciousness is just on the cusp of being able to actually like enter into a kind of union with other dimensional realities mm -hmm. uh sort of akin to what Pragit was saying where he merged with his aspect and suddenly knew what that aspect knew in that reality. Mm. So we'll see. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that, well, that definitely gives us a, um, a visual, in a sense, to, you know, we, we're all wondering, how's this whole disclosure thing going to happen? Is our ETs going to land? And then, you know, we go have a, a beer and at, at the bar and we're all, you know, hanging out kind of thing. And, and it, it feels that, does, you know, that old idea of disclosure never really settled with with uh with me like i was like no there's it's not i don't think it's gonna be like that because that's no. where we're going with this connections <laughs> that that we're definitely so this is getting this i feel closer to an idea of you know just sharing your your story Pragit, to and how you merged in that sense perhaps we will start merging with our other aspects of ourselves and and this is that's what disclosure is you know it's not in the physical Sense. Right. Yeah. And this is something Alcazar has been saying for a long time is the reason your scientists haven't found life out there in the universe, intelligent life, is because they're looking in the wrong dimension. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I do believe that these beings, some of them are physical. Some of mm -hmm. them have the ability to materialize a physical body. Mm -hmm. It's probably very uncomfortable for them. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. actually said that it's like if we can raise our vibration, they can lower theirs and we can meet somewhere, right. but it's far too painful for them to come into this density. Sure. That's on the planet, especially now with all the heavy mechanisms of control that are trying to lock us down, so to speak in more than one way. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's almost it's like uh, it's it, it's almost the these mechanisms that are you know trying to lock us down and these these heavier density energies are almost pushing us to go in the direction of uh, you know astral travel of con connecting to the beings in a in a non physical sense and 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 in, in having us uh, increase our abilities to connect in this way as opposed yeah. to the usual. You know, it seems like if there was, if we didn't have this, this, uh, extreme, uh, polarity kind of thing, we would, you know, we'd be going about our day, doing our thing and shopping as we normally do. We wouldn't be, uh, motivated to, 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 to go in the direction we're going. So it's kind of, yeah, interesting. that's cool. They're like setting up the Jedi training grounds. Totally. Yeah. They're, yeah. You know, they're kind of forcing us to become Jedis, which is awesome. You know, yeah. um, and, and and uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I, if we can look at it in that sort of unpolarized way, you know, how do we harmonize as, as Alcazar was saying, um, it's definitely, so, yeah. yeah. I'm just wondering how people's responses were to that. Yeah. Let's get a quick, uh, if anybody yeah. wants to share. Y'all can raise I'm your hands curious, on the chat. Also curious how the little puppy of Sophia's. Oh, the yeah. meditation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's so sweet. It's such a lovely photo. There. We were looking at your Zoom photo. Yeah. Very cute. There she is. Um, yeah. Anybody want to share it? Is there any hands up that <laughs> what, what they felt? I, I know, um, I was feeling some stuff. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Cynthia, we haven't heard from you. Let's hop in. There's Cynthia there. Hello, lovely to, lovely to speak with you guys. I 
Whew, I was crying the whole time. I felt just so amazing. And when you were, I felt the, the, the Sophia energy. I, I just, everything's vibrating. I hardly have words, but you asked me to share. And so <laughs> I, I wanted uh, to, to just share how amazing it was. Everything from um, the, the visualizations that I had of, of the stargate surrounding me and then um you know calling the energies closely closer like calling for the the merry energy to embrace me just the the flood in my body of it was just everything was so wonderful thank you so much i i so much love to you guys and to to sharing this um thank you for for being a lighthouse uh, for the rest of us, so appreciated. Thank you yeah, so much. Back at you. Thanks, Cynthia. Uh, and Abrina. Wow. Uh, that was just amazing. And, and I have so much huge gratitude in my heart. Um, that was really beautiful. And it was interesting. Um, Obviously, I'm sure each one of us had different people come in at different times. And I think uh, what felt so beautiful was um, the reassurance, you know, just that constant reassurance. Because I get a lot of uh, vocal or auditory um, messages. So it was just... It was just like having a huge fan club, you know, like, oh, look at you, look at you, yeah. you're doing, you know, look at what all these people are doing, look at what all of you are doing. And it, it just um, is, is such a huge contrast to what you were referring to earlier, which is the stuff that keeps coming up, you know, these, these judgments in my head uh, about myself based mm -hmm. on these other narratives. And so it was just like this, this, just this lovely big party, um, you know, where they were just loving on us so intensely. And I really can feel the similarity. I felt like, um, so much of what I listened to from Abraham was, was, you know, right there. And so much of what I hear, you know, Asura Adams, it's like, it's just all coming into this thread that is, that is so. I think really lovely because I think I think all of those different beings really understand the language that is most encouraging to to us in these densities, in these places that we're at. And I really felt like you just were connecting to just everybody. I haven't had an experience where I've listened to a channel or even myself hear such a clarity of of just everybody. It's like you're uh, like a lightning rod for right. it. Yeah, Alcazar, it's interesting you say that because Alcazar is actually a group of beings and the being Alcazar is like a spokesperson. So they all merge in. And the group is always different based on who is hearing the meditation. So, wow. Yeah, I really could just, just you know, feel that. And, and as soon as you... I was gonna. I was calling in the Hondurians, but right before I did that, you called in the Hathors, and I was like, "Oh, yay!" Because I really feel like there is this 
connection for me between the Hathors and the Hadarians. And because I have this connection myself as a, a starseed from the Hadarian. And really that just made so much sense for why I feel things so deeply and why I have felt things so deeply for so many years. Great. And yes. And that just, um, the Hathor is also being that really, really highly sensitive um, group to really help us to be okay in our hearts. Mm. You know, be okay with, because that's where the portal is. And I really felt that intensely, that portal in the heart. Mm. So thank you. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, let's see, Olivia. You want a quick share, and then this will be the last one, and then I think we're a little over time, so we'll we'll let Thanks. these guys go. Well, I'm letting me share. Mine will be really fairly quick. Um, and it's so nice to meet you too. Um, so the this is the first time that I've actually like gone under meditation. I heard like falling asleep when they were very awake, and I. You know, I, I, I'm very connected with the Sophia energy as everybody on here really knows. And I, I felt as soon as I closed my eyes, this, um, dragon being, and then later on the Hathors were the one, because I started hearing some, some like noise music, um, like right before I was falling asleep and I was like, I have to stay awake to hear that. And I want to hear, I wanted to stay awake. And then I just felt this peace that was a different energy that I've never really experienced before. I just say, you can rest. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm getting emotional just talking about it because it was, it was so beautiful. So anyways, that was my experience and it was so lovely and I can't wait to go back and experience it again. So maybe I can kind of consciously get some other things that maybe needed to be deeply integrated into my subconscious while I was asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I just wanted to share, share that. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm just so grateful. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Well, it's just a quick comment about that because Alcazar says when this happens in the meditation, it's not really sleep. What happens is your consciousness goes somewhere else, a, a place where your mind can't go. And you are actually far more receptive in that space. And very often those people that go into that space, they come back at the end of the meditation. If you were fast asleep, you'd still be, you know, asleep and snoring. So you went to a different place of really openness and receptivity. So that's very beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. And it's funny yeah. she mentioned uh and this dragons and we didn't even get into dragons and unicorns, but we'll we have didn't to no. so have to do that the next time. I'm There's another energy which has just recently come in, which is very beautiful. And I'd like to give you all an an experience of this before we before we leave you. Taste. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, just you just close your eyes again. Okay. And this this group announced themselves just a week or so ago. They are a consciousness. They don't have physical form. They're a group consciousness. They don't even have a name, but they said we can call them the Ashia. And 
they noticed from very far away, they said, they didn't say from where they've come. My feeling is probably even another universe, but I don't know. They've come from very far away and they noticed what was happening on the earth, the rapid acceleration that's happening. And we might see, not see it as that, judging on what's happening around us, but they see that humanity is accelerating very rapidly and they would like to bring their energy of support. And they work with the Arcturans and the Andromedans because they say that the, these two star families have a very similar energy and it's easy for them to work with them and through them. And so I'm going to just ask each one of you just to ask inside for the presence and support of the Ashia and just feel because they bring an energy of deep peace and inner stillness. The Ashia come closer. And this is a group that you can call at any time. And when you just really allow their presence and allow this deep stillness, what happens is the mind slows down. And it seems as if the mind is actually moving into the distance. And you can just be in this deep stillness. It's a beautiful way to regenerate. And it's actually a beautiful way to start a meditation if your mind is busy. So thank you, Ashia, for coming in. Cool. Yeah. And thank you, Ruben, for having us. Wow. Yeah. I hope we can do it again sooner than later. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Absolutely. Awesome. awesome. Well, uh, I'll have, you know, this will be... Uh, archived and we'll have uh, uh, links to uh, connect in with future Stargate experiences. What do, What's on the schedule right now? Do you have, a, you said, do you have an event coming up in next year? Or? Well, we have an event happening on Thanksgiving. Oh, on Thanksgiving. That's just local. That's just a local yeah. one. And we had a okay. huge, like 135 gonna... people on the wait list. Yeah, we'll, so. <laughs> we'll have a mid-January four-day intensive workshop that will be live streaming with live music here in Chester um, oh, cool. with Robert Cox so yeah. yeah I think that's our next big online thing yeah that we're doing I'm doing a workshop in London on the second for three days yeah yeah okay London. wow yeah thank you well we'll put links down so everybody can <laughs> tune in and 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 check out your work and uh, yeah, just thanks for taking the time out on a Sunday, beautiful Sunday here, and, and sharing these awesome energies and helping us connect in. Super appreciated. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you, Ruben. Thank yeah. you all, all right. so much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. I uh, hope you like this interview. We actually do this every week on my membership portal page. You can access it through interviewwithed.org or uh, click on the link uh, somewhere in here. I'll put a link and uh, come over and join us you too can ask questions every week we have new special guests 
and you get to ask questions directly to the channelers and to the beings that they channel. So see you in the portal.